This is Public Occurrences, both foreign and domestic. And now your host, Michael O'Fallon. Climate alchemy is about to crank up to its highest levels ever across the globe. As I have stated in the past, climate alchemy, the non-scientific nonsense that creates false results to ensure the operational success of those that want to use the climate as an emergency or precipitating event to change your life, restrict your travel, restrict your income, limit your mobility, limit your ability to drive, crush your bank account, and will eventually lead to the implementation of climate justice. And climate justice is the granddaddy of all nonsensical critical theory-inspired tyranny that will encompass worldwide reparations. Now, if you have followed Sovereign Nations and my conversations with James Lindsay from New Discourses, you will know that Dr. Lindsay and I have been warning everyone about this for quite a while. In our Changing Tides conversations, it was, by my request, the first topic that we discussed. And the reason for that is that, as I understood 10 years ago or so, that climate justice would be the lever that truly changes everything. Now, climate justice is reliant upon everyone believing that everything that critical social justice says is scientific fact. In other words, that critical theory needs to be incorporated into every facet of our lives, you know, our education, our businesses, our churches, and that before climate justice can really take hold and be used to legislate, it must have true believers. And so those that follow climate justice must as well fully embrace critical race theory as almost a belief system. And once that belief system whose theological and ideological fulfillment can only be realized through the doctrinal majesty of intersectionality, then and only then can climate justice be fully infused into the world. Now, to properly define climate justice, my friend Dr. James Lindsay from New Discourses, well, he would say that climate justice is mostly a term used in activism used to take a social justice approach to the issue of climate change particularly issues corollary and tangential to the issue of climate change itself. While the scholarship on climate change remains largely scientific, a largely distracting interest in climate justice has arisen with activism and some scholarship in the humanities to document how issues related to climate change are best understood, primarily as social justice issues. In particular, climate justice seeks to reframe the debate about climate change to one about the ways in which climate change will be more detrimental to oppressed people and less detrimental to privileged ones, which compounds injustice. This injustice, the activists involved believe, will increase rather than decrease the sense of imperative with regard to addressing climate change. In practice, climate justice means diverting focus and resources away from pressuring governments to produce, enable, support, or subsidize technologies for carbon-neutral energy production, carbon capture, and energy sustainability, and toward more focus on gender. 
race, previously colonized status, and sexuality as those can be contrived into issues related to climate change. For example, a climate justice approach might argue that programs teaching intersectional feminism and critical race theory are needed in developing countries, like in Africa, because better understanding how issues relevant to women and racism from a social theoretical perspective will better inform and motivate us regarding the making of climate-relevant policy, especially with regard to preserving cultural identities and practices in a pre-industrial setting. Now, this may also include teaching ideas from post-colonial theory, like that science is a white, Western cultural product and just another way of knowing. That's where the standpoint epistemology pops in. The proposed mechanism of climate justice is therefore to prioritize the voices and knowledges of marginalized people on climate, life around climate, and climate change, and an experiential approach is often taken. Now, while good scholarship and activism can focus on the ways in which poor communities can be less able to mitigate the effects of climate change, and this can be used to craft policy that might mitigate these issues or better take them into account, it is unclear about how rooting activism against climate change in theoretical constructs like indigenous queer feminisms will help the situation rather than serve as a politicizing distraction that, at best, makes climate change activism look frivolous and unfocused. And indeed, activism that does posit climate change to be a common struggle is likely to gain more support than one that makes it a problem of people with many overlapping vectors of marginalization. The co-opting of climate change into identity-based activism, and thus making it a far-left political issue. And that's from James Lindsay at New Discourses. But as well, making climate justice the primary driver in the movement to create global supranational governance and end the sovereignty of nations. And so now, now brace yourself for what is called the United Nations and fake conservative Boris Johnson's COP26 summit on climate justice in Glasgow, Scotland. You might have seen it as COP26, COP26. Yes, this is the mother of all alchemic super summits meant to change the way the world does everything. And Air Force One was seen loading up a huge amount of adult diapers in their cargo holds, so it does appear that President Biden will be making the trip. But this is Boris Johnson's opportunity to take the main stage and show just how ridiculous the Brits will be to try and impress the rest of the world in regards to the lengths that he will go to in order to perpetuate all of the lies that are meant to restrict you, immobilize you, take your money, paralyze developed nations, because that is what COP26, COP26, in Scotland is all about. Now, of course, the world's top polluter, and I mean way, way more pollution than any other nation, is China. And of course, Chairman Xi Jinping will not be attending. Because he doesn't really care. He doesn't need to hear about how climate justice means that rich, powerful nations like the United States and the UK need to give huge portions of their money to previously colonized countries that will now be transitioned into UN nation states. No, Xi Jinping doesn't have time for that. He is too busy colonizing Africa and enslaving Muslims to make Nike shoes and Disney movies. 
so he is exempt. But the U.S. has to go to COP26 and grovel. I mean, really do a full struggle session for the rest of the world with fake tears and all, kind of like League of Duncan does. Yes, the U.S. is going to bear the financial weight of this gigantic U.N. effort to redistribute income. But of course, Americans are doing so well with employers firing everyone and with a dollar now being worth about 10 cents. Yes, that is what the Biden administration has done to the United States. They have completely bankrupted us. But in another blow to Prime Minister Boris Johnson's climate summit, Russian President Vladimir Putin has announced that he will not be attending the meeting. Now, Putin said this after the reports that Chinese dictator Xi Jinping will likely not be traveling to Glasgow to attend the United Nations COP26 climate summit. But you have to start asking yourself this question. If this was so incredibly important for the entire globe that it meant that everything was going to fall apart unless they came to agreements, why would Vladimir Putin and as well Xi Jinping decide that they're just not going to go? They're not even going to bother showing up. Well, I mean, especially why would they say this after Patricia Espinoza, who was the executive secretary of the United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. She is the expert on global climate change. She said this past Sunday that, quote, any failure by the COP26 summit in Glasgow to deliver an agreement on future transnational climate controls could plunge the world into chaos sparking migration crises alongside food shortages, political disorder, and war. Now, some of you have accused me of being dramatic. Well, let me tell you, I'm just being myself, okay? This is just who I am. You do you, I'll do me. But that, what Miss Espinoza just said, now that's dramatic. Unless they do something at COP26 to basically use the United States and fracture the United States and then divvy it up and make sure that all this reparations is being able to be delivered throughout the world. Unless we do that, unless we disrupt and dismantle the United States and Europe, then there's going to be war. I mean, now how in the world, though, could Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping miss this event that could prevent war. I mean, gosh, you have some 30,000 people from 197 different countries ready to fly into the meeting. And these folks must really take climate change seriously if they're willing to expel that much carbon into the atmosphere to get to COP26. Well, the UN climate change expert warned everyone. She did, and what she said was this, quote, it doesn't only speak to the environmental side. It is also about the whole system we have built. Build back better. The Great Reset. We know that migration crises have provoked in the past. If we were to see here that even in higher numbers, not only international migration, but also internal migration, it could provoke very serious problems. End quote. So the leaders of the G20 nations of the world's largest developed and developing economies will fly into Rome next weekend for two days of preliminary talks and then fly again to Glasgow to join about 100 other heads of government for the climate gathering. Well, President Joe Biden will attend the event and 13 members of his cabinet will also be flying to Scotland, including Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg 
who has spoken more publicly about the summit than the supply chain crisis in the United States that falls under his purview. But I mean, okay, so businesses around the United States are going to be destroyed because of Pete Buttigieg's lack of doing anything to help the supply chain crisis that he created. But gosh, what is more important? Helping to save the economic welfare of the United States? Or having a front row seat to hear a speech by Greta Thunberg in Scotland? Well, it's Greta by a long mile. Let your businesses burn and let our nation be thrown into the ash heap of history. But Xi and Vladimir Putin will not be there. I mean, don't Vladimir and Xi think it's important to meet the 16-year-old Asperger's-influenced wunderkind? Well, no. Apparently, Xi Jinping and Putin don't. And with Mr. Putin, who represents the fourth largest emitter of carbon dioxide in the world, declining the invitation and the leader of the world's top polluter, Xi Jinping of China, most likely skipping the meeting as well, it is dubious as to how effective the summit will be in terms of enacting any meaningful changes. I mean truly meaningful changes. Because it is likely that you in the United States will experience brownouts because of Joe Biden's agreements at COP26. You will also experience continued rising gas prices. You will see that it will be nearly impossible to buy a new car in the near future. You'll be told how much energy your computer can use. You will be told how much beef you can eat or not eat because of Joe Biden's participation and agreements he'll be making on behalf of the United States of America at COP26. The Cannibalized States of America cannibalized and devoured by the rest of the world, which have mismanaged themselves into the ground. And Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping will not be going. Because the entire event is fake. It is talking about fake problems, fertile fallacies for the most part, that have only one solution. International financial reparations and the rape and pillaging of the United States and its citizens. Because that is what Joe Biden and his administration are doing. They are disrupting and dismantling the United States. And your Republicans are sitting by and watching him do this. But Vladimir Putin won't be fooled by this nonsense. Xi Jinping and China will give it a wink and a nod. But they know that they will profit from America's weaknesses. And the Potemkin village of COP26, the fakery and alchemy of COP26, will take another huge chunk out of the United States. And our dementia-ridden president will just sign away your ability to make ends meet. So if you thought things were bad in 2021, wow, you haven't seen anything yet. Wait until you see what the Biden regime, BlackRock, and the World Economic Forum are going to do to our once proud and patriotic nation. They will deconstruct the United States, pillar by pillar, stronghold by stronghold. And that is why every member of the Biden regime must be impeached immediately. There really is no other way to do this. And every sitting Democrat needs to be impeached. Every single one. And every one of the top brass of the military needs to be replaced. Our intelligence agencies need to be gutted out. Immediately. 
there really is no other alternative to this. Now, I know a lot of congressmen personally, some of which I know listen to this show. And I want to ask you, Matt, Devin, Ted, Bill, Tom, Lauren, will any of you stand up for the citizens of the United States right now? Will you risk the humiliation and ridicule that will come your way by standing up? You know, I was just with some of you in Miami. Man, you were talking big and powerful. Do you not understand what time we are in? Our nation is being politically taken over by Marxists. Hard-line Marxists. But those hard-line Marxists are being directed by fascists like Larry Fink, Klaus Schwab, and others. They have effectively taken over the controls of power from the people of the United States, and they are going to purposely destroy this nation. So Joe can, just like Boris, build back better. Which, as you know, is not better. So we need your help right now. Or, I'm promising you, Expect to be primaried. And the one guy you need to worry about messing up your fun in D.C. is me. Because this movement is growing, and it will continue to grow. And those that are listening to me, and those well-known hosts that are copying my material, well, we are going to end entryism, end this nightmare, take back America, and restore liberty to the citizens of the United States. Because we must win. I'm Michael O'Fallon, and this has been Public Occurrences, both foreign and domestic.